0: Lions fans. This is the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast.
1: Lions and Reddit connection,
0: and now two guys who always podcast
1: pants
0: free: Chris and the Riz. Hey, Idaho Lions fans! Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode three hundred and seventy-three. Winning the bye week. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my charitable and equally good-looking host co-host, Jeff the Riz Risen. How are you doing, brother?
1: Chris, it's a bye week. I needed a bye week. I'm happy that it's a bye week. I'm ready to go with this, baby.
0: Absolutely. We got some fun coming this week. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of stuff putting together. We even got a little minute musical interlude for you here. 1877 pies for kids. 1877 pies for kids. Pies for kids. We got it going on, baby. All right, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Eagles debacle. What happened there? What to expect during the bye week. Talk about some injuries and some guys coming back. We've got St. Jude underway and Friday. This Friday is the big day, the big day to get involved. 24-hour podcast, live stream, telethon. Riz and I, we're pros. Please don't try this at home, but uh, it certainly will be funny to watch. First guest kicking off in the 9 o'clock hour will be none other than our, our favorite beat reporter i i I mean and i know you don't want to you don't want to call favorites i i I absolutely will but justin rogers in detroit news he will be there love me some justin rogers justin
1: has always been good to us we have tried to be good to him um he's he's so good at his job i really appreciate it and uh uh he's i i i He's a great way to start, and and he did it last year, so uh, welcome back.
0: He opened and closed last year, and he's going to open and close this year because Justin Rogers is a very, very good person. So he'll be there. We've got a look ahead to the Steelers. Might as well get the the too early look at the Steelers, that and a whole lot more. We've got a great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man?
1: Oh, let's do it. (laughs) Let's kick this off and break it down. All
0: right. Let's get right into it. Let's touch ourselves in the fandom in the way we like to do because we have to sometimes. And uh touching ourselves in the fandom sometimes means looking back at a forty four to six loss to the Philadelphia Eagles at home, which was really a game that we should have won. Would you agree with Well
1: me? Well, I mean well, it's going uh, in, okay, go ahead. Going into it, I as I said last week if the lions team that showed up in week 7 and the eagles team that showed up in week 7 meet, the lions win that game. <laughs> That's not what happened unfortunately.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the the it was huge. It was huge. It was huge. It was it was a lot everything was different. Let's everything seemed to be off on the team. I mean, there was literally nothing that could go right. This was an across the board failure. Uh, from the teams to the coaching play everything, everything you can think of it did not there go there
1: right was there guys. was literally nothing good like so I go through and I do the film review, and I didn't actually write it up this week. um I'll share it on Twitter. Uh, the best thing that I got out of it was that Godwin Igwe We was really good on kick returns. That was literally the number one positive that I had from the game, um, and it didn't obviously do anything because they scored six points <laughs> <laughs> the The offense was bad. The defense was worse. It was the wide receiver's worst game. It was the running back's worst game. It was the defensive backfield's worst game. It was the defensive line's worst game of the season. That's a motley stew to all put together against a bad Eagles team. And, yes, I will call them bad even though they, they just kicked our ass because that's yeah. that's not a good football team. No. And that's what makes this week hurt so bad because that's not you. you can not – you can't lose by 38 points to that.
0: Well, there Ugh. is such a thing as there's a reason the word bad exists and the word worse. And the team, the Lions team that showed up, was absolutely worse than that Eagles team. Are they a worse team overall? I don't know. I, I, haven't I don't seen, know either. I haven't <laughs> seen like the they're a lot more consistently bad. Right? The Lions have swings where it's like, wow, this is a this is a you know an eight and nine a nine and eight team, and then this is an zero and seventeen team, and they've swung between both of those extremes. I don't know who who this team really is at this point.
1: It's tough to know because we see such great work against you know, you see you see what they did against the Rams. That that's a great team. That's the number 1 seed right now. Yeah. They are, they are the number 1 team in the NFL right now.
0: In um, LA they, much less. In LA, yeah. Oof. Yeah.
1: Oof. You know, they they were aggressive, they were tight, they were you know they did a lot of things that a good football team does they just weren't as good of a football team and i was accepting of that and i think most fans were accepting of that oh, yeah. like they they gave it a great shot man that that was that's a 16 seed taking a 1 seed to the buzzer um yeah. in the NCAA tournament that's exactly what that was then they came back and they lost in the first round of the conference tournament to to a team that, you know, had to win their last game to qualify to get in. That's that's an unacceptable vacillation of of, of emotions for us yeah. unfortunately.
0: And I can see where maybe the players were a little bit emotionally drained coming off of the in the long trip from the West Coast. I mean, I know sure. it, it wiped me out a little bit. I'm not I'm older than they are though, I'm, and they have a lot better uh much more, lot more luxurious flight uh accommodations. But it still takes a lot out of you. The time change does mess with you, that kind of thing. They got a little bit of a light week as a result of it. That may Very be good. part of what happened. Um but let's talk about let's start with coaching. I want to talk about the uh fourth down choice to go for it with 13 seconds left in the half with an empty backfield. Um first let's let's I want to and, and I want to see first off if you agree. Okay, first I think the play call was crap. I think it was ter- terrible. We'll get into that a little bit. I think the play call was just one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. But beyond that, the decision, right? And I totally get that taking the 3 so there is the right the thing po- to do. At
1: the point they're down 17 to nothing Yeah, is the score. I
0: get yeah. that taking the 3 is the right thing to do, but right? looking back to the Rams game an onside kick as your first kick of the game is not the right thing to do either it's completely against common you know common wisdom it was the right thing to hey. do because it worked two fake punts is not the right thing to do in a game it worked it's against the common wisdom but it was good it worked and it's great
1: nobody expects the spanish inquisition
0: <laughs> going for it and getting 7 points there into the half would have been just as uh, um, inflating for the team and their morale and getting them some momentum going into the half as those other things that we talked about in the Rams game. It's that same kind of decision that goes a, l- like a little bit against the common wisdom to to turn something around. Now, high risk, high reward, right? The risk is what came through on that one. It wasn't the reward right thing to do? I admit was a three, but I totally understand what Campbell was going after there, and he was on a run of that kind of craziness working. So I see, I see how he got there. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm an idiot. Go ahead.
1: No, um, I w- I'm taking the points there. Look, they have been held scoreless in four of their eight games in the first half. You can't. You're sending the message to your team. By going for it there, they're like, "Oh my God, we're desperate already." Like you take the points, then you're down two scores. Mm-hmm. You, that that's showing some confidence in your team that they have some resiliency, that they can build off that. We're going to fix some things on defense at, at halftime. We're, we're you know the the run game will start working hopefully. Um, obviously, none of this came to fruition, but you got to put some points up there, man. There, there there is a psychological difference between going in with three and going in with zero. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I know that Dan Campbell understands that as a former player and all the former players on the team. You just got shut out by a bad Philadelphia defense. Yeah. Uh, that
0: well, front they their, their that, line was rough, good. Man. Their line was good. Okay, but I want to just really
1: J, J, I love Javon Hargrave. That guy's one yeah. of my favorite players in the league. Yep. Uh, Mr. Bubble Bud himself. Uh, he's <laughs> he's phenomenal. So uh, from from a uh, coaching perspective, getting, getting beat by by Sweat and and those other guys. Yeah. That was that was the rough part because that was a that was a team that had Javon Hargrave winning that game with six sacks, the rest of the team had five point five.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that so, hurt. So for you, if you were to rate that since it's November, you could rate that play call. Well not the play call, you could rate the decision a gobbler. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wanted a sweater, I got a gobbler instead. Um so coaching was off there. <laughs> uh no, I, I will break my. i can okay. i
1: can actually do a really good turkey call um i will do it friday um, can, during
0: our podcast can you oh, do a uh an air horn i cannot i okay.
1: can't do that i think no. we're gonna have i'm go not on. bruce dickinson sorry
0: <laughs> all right so coaching was off there was a couple other calls that we didn't like um we're on coaching let's go to the play calls because okay you've made the decision to go for it that play call was just a redonkulous setup. What in the heck again? Horrible. I'm just going there before you even get to weigh in on it. That one was a gobbler too. That was garbage, man.
1: That was garbage. I, I don't know why they thought that would work. And and I'll just leave it at that. That's a low percentage play. It's it, it's just not playing to the strengths of the team that you've got on the field. Like understand who your best players are. Try to use them. Try to put them in situations to succeed. That's what generally good coaching does. Yeah. We did not see that at all from any of the Lions on Sunday, and that was very frustrating.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I mean, sticking with the whole play call piece here. It's an ongoing thing that I've seen. These, these, these wide receivers screen, Hawkinson screen. I mean, this is constant. It looks like. The only thing that we're scheming for out there is Hawkinson and Swift. And if they're covered, you got nothing else to do. That's what it looks like. If, you know, looking back at these games and, and it, you can look at the numbers. I mean, who was the wide receiver? There was only one wide receiver completion in the whole game.
1: Yeah. In the whole game, one completion to a wide so, receiver. I mean, to, to be fair to Goff, Kaderil Hodge dropped an easy one. Yeah. Fair. Well, he, <laughs> but he, he was trying to catch up with his bicep. You know? he, he was. I, I like Kaderil, but he's not playing well. Yeah. Um, the, the, there was one target, one, to Khalif Raymond. You know what that was? That was to play that Goff threw it away on fourth down where he might not have thrown it away and instead actually just missed him by 30 feet. That's which interesting. Is, right? Isn't isn't better.
0: No, no. <laughs> and, and to be fair, he wasn't. Open. The reason he looked open there was because the 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 coverage came off of him because Goff was 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 thrown away. They the did. And, now, and I now. got
1: a, I got I got a reverse angle from that from the field level. Um, of Zach Harrig of Fox seventeen in in, uh, in Grand Rapids was was on the field national film that he sent it to me. Uh, Raymond was not open when Goff threw that ball. Now, so, uh, here's the thing. I will, I will absolve Goff of that here's the thing. part of that play. If
0: Goff <laughs> was at the level of, I'll start with a Stafford, but Aaron Rodgers for sure, he could have thrown it deep for Khalif to get, throwing it over the yes. receiver. You had to put that ball absolutely perfect in order to put it and have him to be, be open, but he was not open for Jared Goff. There was no way no, he, he
1: was open. he, for he was not. He, w- he was open for Mike White, though.
0: <laughs> oh God! Did you just? Did you? Did you really just? I'm gonna. You're getting a gobble. um I'm gonna love November.
1: NFL record for completions in a first start: 405 yards. Only Cam Newton's ever done better than that. God Almighty! For a so, quarterback, I liked. I liked him in the draft come out of Western so Kentucky. Didn't many, love him, but I liked him.
0: So many backups out there just spanked it this week.
1: Cooper Rush,
0: yeah. Fire up good. tips,
1: baby. Looking good. They're Looking actually good. they're actually playing right now as we were, 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 were we are recording this, and my TV, which is right over there, is off, and it should be on. And <laughs> I don't have the remote in front of me, so sorry, my friend. You're, You're okay. In pain. Uh, You're in Ohio worst. won in action last night. Go Bobcats! Go Thank you. We're we're two and six. We still suck, but we beat Miami, so muck Miami.
0: <laughs> All right, let's let's talk a little bit about penalties. Um, Do we have and yeah, guy, I love guy i love deandre swift um kind of cover up cover up somebody didn't i mean this is the stuff and this is the stuff
1: that you coach, can't you can't have five pre-snap penalties in week eight and they did
0: mm-hmm. and so where do you put this i mean a lot of people say i put this on coaching right i can see i can see doing that but it's also it's it's pure mental errors how do you get folks not to how, how does he? How does he? How does he make that error? Goff should see it. Goff should be screaming at him, yelling the move. Didn't see it. He didn't recognize it, right? I mean, nobody out there saw it. Is that wholly and totally on coaching, or what is that?
1: I think some of this is where there's a leadership void on the on-field product with with no Taylor Decker on the field, with no Frank Ragnow on the field, with no Tyrell Williams on the field. Jamal Williams was out for this game. That was a big, big loss. Uh, because he is clearly the best runner on the franchise right now. He, mm-hmm. he might not be the best running back, but if you're handing the ball off to someone, he's, he's a hell of a lot better than DeAndre Swift is at this point. They missed that. Yeah. They don't have that pres- – that, that, look, Jared Goff ha- has some positive attributes. I know you don't hear me say that very often, but he does – that's not one of them. He's not a guy who's going to get in your face if you make a mistake. That's just not who he is. That's out of character. Yeah. Um, that's you know, you, 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 Matt Ryan is the same way. So I'm not going to say that it's like this damning trait. Um, Joe Montana wasn't like that. He, he's a guy that's like I expect you to do it, and if you don't do it, I'm just going to not talk to you. Um, that that's sort of the golf mentality. It works with some people. It clearly doesn't work with the young team that's that's around him now. So I think that's part of it too. That there's a lack, that a decided lack of veteran leadership on the field, specifically on offense. Hopefully, that gets better as as a couple things change here.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and this is a thing. Like, and this is kind of the point I've been been looking at is. Yes Goff isn't great. Goff is a mediocre quarterback. He is kind of what we thought he was. He's he's just a middle of the line quarterback, right? He's a middle of the road quarterback. He doesn't have great receivers. He, he 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 doesn't have play calling on his side. He is getting just garbage play calls. He's 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 got an injured offensive line who's playing I think beyond the capabilities that they would have been scouted with at the beginning of the year. They're playing above, but you've got 3 Guys out, three starters out, key starters, first round draft picks out, uh, two of them. Um, that that's just that's too much to try to pick off. That's right? a
1: talent drain on your team, and and I will say uh, Sunday was, and, and I tweeted this during the game, and the film review rebuked what I tweeted um that, that Jared Goff was the, the biggest problem. He was not the biggest problem on Sunday. Um, I won't say that he played well. But he sucked less than a lot of his teammates did, and he certainly sucked less than his offensive coaching staff did. That was a really, really bad game from Anthony Lynn, the offensive coordinator. It was not a particularly good game from Dan Campbell either. And when Dan Campbell talked about taking over more control of the offense, which he did on on a radio interview this week, that was music to my ears because that's one way that you fix it is by having the head coach get more involved. So I'm not sure that A-Lynn is the right guy to be the hammer, you know, who, who comes down and it's like, why are you not doing this? Um, I, won't, I won't say that that's not his personality, but I don't think that's what he feels his place is as a coordinator. I think that's yeah. a head coaching role. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm happy that Dan Campbell has recognized that, and I hope that he does something actionable off of it. Um, what, what that might be, whether he's taking over some of the play calling or the more taking a more, uh, more a bigger role in the in the game planning and the offensive schematics. Um, because he, look, I, I know he plays up the meathead. We all know that there's a lot going on in that head, um, and, and it's not all just you know flexing and, and look, thinking about baloney. It, it, there's a real football brain in there, yeah. and I hope that he sees that in this bye week. And and does something about it because you, uh, he, he he's he's talked the talk. We do need to see him walk the walk now. Um, not not that I would question that he won't do it, mm-hmm. but we do need to see it.
0: Coach said he's going to grind film. That's interesting. I know yeah. you know coaches are off right now for the bye week. He's not. He's going to be working like crazy. But just I want you to kind of imagine what this is like. You saw the fourth and one. He went for it. You saw it's it's riverboat gambler, right? He's Dan Campbell. Okay. Um. He's calling the plays. You want to see the ball go downfield? I think you're going to see the ball go downfield. I think I think he's going to call some pretty pretty interesting plays. This will be interesting. And
1: I think yeah. Well, well, remember his background. As, aside from working with Sean Payton for years and Sean Payton is phenomenal at getting layered attacks in yep. the passing game to the defense. But Bill Parcells loved play action shots down the seam to the tight end yep. and over the top to a speedy wide receiver who could only run in a straight line really fast. He had one of those on every freaking team he had. Yep. <laughs> and I think Khalif Raymond, he doesn't have the size, but he has the wheels to do that. And and the the film reviews I've done have shown that he is getting open deep. That the golf just isn't looking there. There's potential for that to be a bigger part of the offense, and that would make me happy because at least if golf underthrows it, hey, you're going to get a defensive pass interference call or two. That um, mm-hmm. that happens every week. That, that, that that's, that's the base offense for the Denver Broncos right now. Yeah. Everybody go deep on our, our limp noodle quarterback, whichever one is in there, Bridgewater or Lock, they're going to underthrow it and get a PI call, and that's how you gain 47 yards.
0: So I'll tell you this, I'm I, I breaking some news that I don't think anybody else has, but Got somebody in the building have a quote from Ooh. Dan uh specifically about this. He says you've
1: had enough of that shit,
0: so we're going into <laughs> going into Damn it, you had me <laughs> <laughs> going into ah. the uh Dan Campbell world We'll see. We'll see. I mean, there's there's a lot of options here. I mean, a, a, interesting. You know, if he's getting that involved in the offense, is he going to kind of crowdsource it? Sort of like the, you know the servant leadership as they do some of the other stuff. It'll be interesting to see yeah. w- how he comes up with the way in which they handle this. So we'll see it. I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more shots downfield because one thing about Ailin that is just massively frustrating has been the fact that he, we we say it's golf, but I think. I think it's more the play calling and the play design that – because cause look, look at him before. Look at him at San Diego, right? He just would not take the ball downfield. It's just not who he is and how he – he's a dink and dunk and run the ball guy.
1: That, that, and that, that's a perfectly fair assessment of Anthony Lynn, and that's one of the reasons why the Chargers fired him. But they replaced him with Joe Lombardi, and that's why their offense is crammed to a halt. <laughs> the, uh,
0: everyone was so high on Herbert for teams, a while.
1: Teams don't learn. Of all the retreads that you're going to hire, you're going to hire that guy? Ugh. Brutal.
0: I think the rehire of him, the big mistake rehiring him was hiring him after the Jets. Because you saw that things didn't change and <laughs> yeah. didn't learn, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's get into the Diamond CBD injury report and analysis. If you have any pain, anxiety, or my insomnia head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com hook yourself up legal in all 50 states the regular cbd the active cbd gives you a buzz and is legal in all 50 states and the delta 8 and delta 10 both also give you a buzz and are legal in a lot of states but not all 50 active CBDs, is where it's at use coupon code lions you'll save yourself 55 percent off i was just there today they have a 70 percent coupon on sites so it's even better than lions i don't know if they'll stack but i'd give it a shot um, this is the cream that I use uh after an intense workout. The hammer curls have made this one more necessary this this last week and a half since I've Look added those you working the, out. Oh yeah, I added those. I added those. And when well, I need to take care ahead, I've got myself my Delta eight shill come on camera. Can't it run. looks like chili. It does. There they are. It does.
1: There we go. There Chill. Go.
0: Square gummies, delicious. It's the hard part about these things is if you really like gummy bears, you don't want to eat just one, but only eat one, folks. Only eat yes. one.
1: Yes, um, Greg. One.
0: <laughs> CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Speaking of Greg and one, he signed up for St. Jude and he's going to do the one chip challenge. So we'll talk about that in a little bit.
1: Oh my God! No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's get to the injury report. Taylor Decker's coming back, my friend.
1: Yes. Interesting. His finger is good. This it's this it, finger the left hand.
0: Do you know how many pins he has in that finger?
1: I believe it's 4 actually. Six. <laughs> 6.
0: 6 pins. And I have a quote.
1: That's that that's like a detached finger being put back on basically. Bones weren't
0: touching. Um Vita had had one last
1: game and uh they t- so and they, just, they told him he can't get a wa- pin. <laughs> those of you who are watching on YouTube, it's this joint down here where they are. It's not up here; it's down here. Mm-hmm. Like the finger up here was like detached from the rest of the hand, yeah. And, and they they surgically sutured it back on yeah. with with pins and needles. And that doesn't sound pleasant.
0: And and so one of the quotes from a friend of a friend of a friend that I heard. Uh, was Decker got those six pins, and he just couldn't get over the fact that it hurts. He's like, "Why? is I don't get it. Why it's just the why is this hurt so bad?"
1: And the second audio speedway heard it from a friend.
0: Yeah, from a friend. So anyway, Decker looks like he's coming back after the bye week. That's good news. He's
1: yes, he has been activated. Better. Also, Kevin Strong has been activated, which is also good news. Yeah. That helps because Levi Onsarike has been getting reps and hasn't played well uh his run defense was pathetic um and not to go pad level but dude's pad level sucks <laughs> it was really bad against Philadelphia mm-hmm. and the the actually uh I did a, an Eagles podcast I did a lot of them last week I did one on Monday afterwards um and they asked me like that guy was really a second round pick like like they were like scared for the lions that they they spent a second round pick on that so that mm-hmm. that's the view from afar I won't say that, but I will relay that from the the. And if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know which Eagles podcast they did on Monday. Uh, it was they were they were taken aback at how uh, how rough Onsarike looked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he
0: and, and this is a thing again. It goes everything was off this game. He's looked better in other games. Yeah, He's looked he, much he better. He played
1: really well. He he was very good against Baltimore. Um, and played. A, he was one yeah. of the few defensive players that, that played well against Chicago. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened there. All right,
0: that's your CBD Detroit Lions Podcast dot com injury report. All right, moving on the bye week. Let's talk about this. Not a lot of action at the trade deadline, okay? Nope. Um But I got to ask you because there's somebody in another litter box you run around in. Um, <laughs> Oh my god. You get the Browns thing. Get the Browns <laughs> reference. Uh <laughs> OBJ, what's going on with Odell? Oh my god. And is this a, I've heard I've already heard people asking, do we pick him up? Do we pick him uh, up? i will tell Oh you, my god, no. I'll tell god, you right now no, we don't no, pick no, no, rugs no, no, no. up, okay? Just just for anyone that wants to ask, that's that's off the table. But OBJ, is this a guy we pick up?
1: No. Uh No, 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 no. Uh, so this was this was my day we are recording this on Wednesday. Uh, the day after the trade deadline. Uh, th- I spent a good four hours today on OBJ and Cleveland and all that good fun stuff. Uh, he will not be playing for the Cleveland Browns again. Whether he's off the team, whether they try to shuffle him on the IR, whether they try to come up with some contact detrimental to the team, he's made it clear that he doesn't want to play for Kevin Stefanski and with Baker Mayfield anymore. Mm. I will just tell you this. If he doesn't like Kevin Stefanski, if he doesn't think that Baker Mayfield or Eli Manning were good enough quarterbacks to throw the ball to him, and that's absolutely his attitude, he sure as hell ain't going to like Jared Goff.
0: Oh, no. They're made for each other. He's got, Goff would have no other targets.
1: <laughs> now, now, so I'll, I'll break this down quickly. I'll give you the, the, the crib notes. The Browns tried to trade him to the Saints. The Saints only have enough salary cap room to pay him for one week. Yeah. Um the, or a he, new janitor. The, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. Um he has a $15 million contract. Uh none of it is guaranteed after this year, so he's going to be free and clear he will not be certainly with the Browns next year. Uh but if they, they 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 the Saints needed needed the Browns to pick up the money to to pay him like like what happened with Von Miller. And the Browns like hell no, <laughs> so <laughs> dead deal there. Uh, nobody else wanted him. He has not played well. He has been he, he is not the same guy. And I I, yeah. I I related this on a radio show that I did today. Uh, the guy that I saw for the Giants when they did the, the joint practices in Detroit, that guy had a glide to him. And a a movement skill to him that was like, it, it, it's akin to what Allen Iverson had versus everybody else on the basketball court. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was just a different speed, a different flow to his body. Having seen OBJ in person, he is not that anymore. And he has not come to terms with that. He doesn't understand that he is not physically what he used to be and has not accommodated his own game to adjust to the realities of of having Blown out a knee and had a he has six he actually has six pins in his left ankle. Um, he's and then also all the, the had,
0: Cleveland Steamers he's eaten.
1: <laughs> that is not a true story. <laughs> it's a good story, but allegedly, it's not true. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah, allegedly, um, he hasn't he hasn't come to the grips the, with the fact that his body can't do what he it used to. And he still thinks that it does. And he doesn't have good chemistry with, with Baker Mayfield. He doesn't have good chemistry with really anybody but Baker. Uh, or, or, I'm sorry, Odell. Um, I learned who Odell Beckham Sr. was this week. My life was better when I didn't know who he was. <laughs> it's uh, It's just... It's a really bad, and the sad thing is is that it really seemed like it was going to work, but this is one of those moves, and then the Browns got universally appraised, applauded for it, praised for it, and I'm certainly one of the the people who praised them for doing it. It was a great move on paper.
0: Last year looked great. Last year looked great. What is going on this year? Last year he was just
1: rounding into shape. They do not beat the Dallas Cowboys last year if Odell Beckham isn't awesome, and he Mm -hmm. was. Uh, The problem was that he got hurt the next week, and he has not been awesome since then. He's caught, I believe, at 17 of 34 passes. Uh, He has under 400 yards. He is not ever going to block anybody. That's just not what he does it's just not working. Uh, he, he's not the only person that's at fault in that entire thing. I don't think that the Browns coaching staff has handled him well. Um, so to spin it to the Lions, is a rookie coaching staff going to handle him well Is a, a losing team that's 0-8 when he's not happy that the Browns are 4-4 and 4 and still very much alive in the playoff picture and he thinks that the season's over and very much treats it like that? not a chance in the world he would would be successful in Detroit.
0: He's way too busy looking for someone who's baking brownies. All right. OBJ's a no-go. We'll move on from there.
1: (laughs) You said that. I didn't say that. (laughs) Allegedly. Okay. You said that.
0: Let me ask you. Are there any other moves
1: out there? I love that line, baking brownies. Um,
0: And it fits, right, the team? I mean, it's just such a – it's so perfect.
1: They're they're, they're a very weird – mess they they are one of the top three talented rosters in the league and they're like the 20th best team and that's really difficult for cleveland to reconcile right now and i will raise my hand as part of that because I, I
0: don't get it either i don't get it either all right what other moves are there out there trade <laughs> deadlines over can the lions and should the
1: lions do anything to this roster i mean people have talked about DJx, deshaun jackson um he is a very natural and easy replacement for henry ruggs in las vegas in my opinion uh, i do not see this team spending one single cent of anything that could be rolled over to next year in cap room on a veteran that will help them maybe win one game in, in 2021. That's just not what they're doing. So all the people that wanted, you know, all the, all the people that have been cut or all the people that are going to get cut, that's just not what they're doing. That that goes against their business plan.
0: Let me ask you, cause there's a lot of news that broke today in the NFL. You were in a meeting. They were talking about somebody who did something stupid, and then someone said, "Well, what about rugs?" What was the quote that they said? <laughs> go ahead and say it
1: in full, if you don't mind. <laughs> One asshole at a time, please. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All
0: right. So yeah, there's there's not oh a lot out God. there for the Lions to do to this roster. No,
1: this there is there really isn't. High. I mean, they could they could. Houston's going to cut a couple more people. Um, there's the potential for Zach Cunningham. Look, that if you don't like Alex Anzalone, you're not going to like Zach Cunningham. That and this came up on Twitter, and there were people that pushed back on me. I'm like, like he's he's a good tackler. He's a better tackler than Anzalone. He's not as good in coverage. And it's boy, that guy that guy never runs forward. It's yeah. always lateral, always sideways. Every tackle he makes is three to five yards off line of scrimmage. But he's
0: containing the edge um now the <laughs> just oh, a little okay. deeper than what people want <laughs> um, yeah.
1: not a bad player, just not an impact player, yeah
0: yeah, 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 so that's and that's the thing, so do in in the scheme of things if you're looking at this team is tough, everybody wants at least one win one min I think one win makes everybody feel a lot better about like the do, team, the season, the whole thing, um but even that aside. Do you mortgage? Do you sign any more one more deals? Do you do one no. year deals? Do you put money out there that uh, spend money? Uh, um, put yourself in a, any dead cap out there? Do you ever put? Do you put yourself in a position to change anything with this roster right now, or do you just ride it out to the end? You have a clean slate a nice fat bank account next year. You have your guys that you need to sign to sign. You got some money to sign your rookies, and you can go find a couple guys that are going to help you in the next two, three years to get to where you need to be. That seems to be where my head's at. I think the lion's head's there. Is that the right way to go?
1: It's hard to find those guys, though, and uh, I will say more REO Speedwagon. You're riding the storm out with what you got.
0: Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right, now what about self-scouting? We've got this bye week. It's the time where you can... Hopefully say this would not be a Patricia thing to do, but kind of look at yourself and say, huh, where did we go wrong? What are we? What can doing I do wrong? better? Yeah, I think we heard a little of that pretty quick out of Dan grinding on tape and talking about uh, taking in some play calling. thing. I honestly think that's one of the best moves he can do. I mean. Again, I have to go look. I don't have the numbers in time of uh, possession from the last game in front of me, but I guarantee our defense was on the field for 36 minutes at least again, and the offense can't keep the defense off the field. Um, I I, I really, really believe that if they focus on tuning up this offense, the ability to get some first downs, the ability to hold on to the ball for a while, they'll just generate more points naturally, and the defense will play better naturally as a result of that, and then they won't at least get blown out, at least they'll be in these games with a chance to win, I think it really does come down to those play calls on offense, and I think that's what they've already self-scouted, what else do you think is out there that they could they could scout on to improve in this bye week?
1: I think they can more consistently be the aggressor on defense. Uh, it worked very well against Baltimore. It worked pretty well against, against the Packers when they did that. Uh, it worked fairly well against the Rams. I, I thought they did some things to the Rams offense that the Rams offense didn't want. And the easiest way you cover up inexperience and lack of talent relative to the team and in the secondary you you generate more of a pass rush the Eagles offensive line is a bad one they're not good and they looked really good on Sunday that's a problem Mm -hmm. Um, if, if the front three or front five that you've got in if you're including the edges on it the outside linebackers if they're not getting it done You've either got to put different dudes in there, or you've got to you've got to start bringing. I mean, bring Will Harris isn't doing anything in the secondary. Blitz him. You know, yeah. send him after the quarterback. Yeah. Why yeah, not? Um, and and those are the types of things that 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 Glenn has done at times. He just he gets away from it. He he seems to get like I don't I don't want to say he gets too conservative, but I think he I don't think he keeps the foot on the gas all the time. And you don't need to be you know all gas no brakes – but you gotta understand that you gotta accelerate through some turns here and there.
0: You tell about that gas, I released my own fragrance, but the people in the car weren't were not happy with it. Um yeah, no, that's 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 exactly right. I think you're you're exactly on point about uh what they can scout and how they can get better. Anything anything else. I mean, this is a special Stop team. Stop
1: going forward on fourth down so damn much. You're six for nineteen. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, which means what are, what
1: are they? the two teams I cover the the Lions are six for 19, the Browns are three for 14, and included in those three for 14 is six sacks. Huh. <laughs> Stop going for it on fourth down. You know Take a damn happening? field goal. This is this is Dan
0: Campbell playing the long game and Stefanski, <laughs> Stefanski playing the long game. They're going to screw up the analytics so bad that other teams are going to make bad decisions based really on what are. they've
1: done. <laughs> They really are. Like the whole probability <laughs> chart, they're, they're skewing it in the wrong direction for all the, the pencil pushers. No offense to you, pencil pushers. I love you all. But sometimes you all get a little uppity with uh, with your predictive models and everything. Oh, I, I, I love, I, I the, Chris, I, 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 I'll make a confession I here. I love nothing more than when it's like there's a 97% win probability and the team goes on to lose by three touchdowns. I love that. That's, that's that's like the cherry on my Sunday.
0: I I love that people have no idea what AI is and what it does and are so like just have AI do it. AI would no, you don't even know. I mean, it's got machine learning. No, no, it's a bunch. It's it's the modern equivalent of a bunch of if then statements.
1: <laughs> my cat
0: just flew down
1: the stairs. Oh, uh, and I thought, appears to be high.
0: What was it, Captain Kangaroo said back in the day when all the ping pong balls fell? <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Well, what was it? The, I forgot. Green Jeans. and, yeah. and I just had cotton? a flashback
0: to Falling Ping Pong. There's something that it was said. Oh, well, we're dating the shit out of ourselves now. Because that was, that was old when I was young. Yeah,
1: yes, yes, yes,
0: it was. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about something that never gets old. St. Jude. We're here doing a 24-hour telethon starting Friday at 9 a.m. going through Saturday at 9 a.m. We've got a ton of great guests. Billy Sims is going to be there. Coach Wayne Fonts will be there. Herman Brown and Lomas Brown are trying to be there. We're trying to get the three of them together. Talk about old times. It's been 30 years since the Lions have won a playoff game, and we're getting three of the guys directly involved with that on the show to talk about that. Reminisce, talk about how it worked, what they ha- what happened, and what they're thinking about Dan Campbell and the current Lions coaching staff, what they see working, what they see don't. Really, really good conversation. We've got Mark Schofield. We've got um we've got loads loads and loads and loads and loads, loads, loads of, of people. guests
1: we've got we've got some really cool things that are going to be up for auction that you that you will want there there's there's some just some cool stuff the
0: auction starts at detroit Lions on not at 9 30 a.m on friday it goes through december 15th so everything you buy will be in your hand to put in your stockings and buy the christmas tree if you want to buy a gift for somebody uh, autograph deandre swift jersey deandre swift Swift Ball, TJ Hawkinson Ball, uh, a, a, a ski home in Colorado up for auction uh, for seven we, nights. We've got a Jerry nights. Jacobs
1: autographed jersey.
0: Jerry Jacobs autographed jersey and ball, because I've got a ball that I threw in there as well. Um, tons of awesome stuff coming for you at the St. Jude auction. And just miss, don't miss it. Join us. Have fun. Come around. and it, uh, It's going
1: to be a lot of fun. You're going to see me be loopy, tired, and stupid, and it's going to be great.
0: Risen wears a tutu at 25 grand. And actually, we're testing Dude. something right now. If you want to hit stjude.org slash DLP, even just like five bucks, I just need to t- test something on the interface here. If somebody would do that. Oh, for yeah. Me, I'd appreciate I, 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 know it. I made some changes. About. Yeah. I made a yeah. couple changes. I want to make sure it
1: works. By the way, some we got to say this the, the St. Jude's people are phenomenal to work with. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I was a little concerned that they'd be overbearing or controlling or not fun. And they couldn't be further from that. They've been very accommodating. They want us to be us. They want us to have fun. They want they want the show to be great. And 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 they had a lot of really good ideas, frankly, and yeah. we've incorporated quite a few of them. And they made great um, decisions
0: and- um, with on the corporate side to allow us to do the things that we do as well, yes. right? And that's yes. one of the things the. Uh, the total, the, the total partnership has been fabulous.
1: It's, it's been really, really cool. It's been very rewarding for me to, to work with a charitable organization like that. Because I, I do do some work uh, on the side for a different charitable organization. And they're a little rigid sometimes. Not, not necessarily the most, uh, I don't know. They, they don't always appreciate the personality that that some people bring to the table. They're
0: ribbed for your pleasure. All right. There we go. (laughs) Since we didn't say their name. Um, Okay. St. Jude uh, 24-hour podcast uh, telethon is on Friday starting at 9 a.m. Lots of great guests, great stuff going on. Um, There'll be challenges, incentives along the way. Uh, Riz and I with the bean boozled disgusting sour milk and other flavored beans. We'll take those as donations go on and some other crazy stuff. He'll be in a tutu. Got a fat boy 40. I'll take a pie in the face at a certain level. We got a guy. Oh, let's not forget this. Greg. Greg's such a great friend of the show. Um, he's doing the one chip challenge. He's going to eat the packy chip and on camera live for us. And we're going to see him suffer if we get to the, to a certain level. He's, he's given his body for this. This is, this is really going to be something. I,
1: that's that's something else because he's uh, like, like Greg's a very fit, dude. Yeah. Um, and to see him wither and die the way he might with this no. is going to be uh, going to oh. be it's going to be good. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, for sure. He will wither and die. I don't. I've never seen anybody not. You know, and I've I went through and looked at a bunch of videos of it. It's. It looks. Like, I would have done it ten years ago. Now I'm worried that the lining of my stomach would be permanently damaged.
1: So I'm out. It's a million yeah. Scoville of heat. A million Scoville. The, uh, the the OTC Prilosec that I take ain't going to cover that. No, no, no. It's not. <laughs>
0: All right, let's move on. Uh, We're going to do a quick jaunt around the division. I think there is some huge news that we want to cover at least in Green Bay um, that could have resounding consequences. Riz, what's up with Aaron Rodgers? Is he quitting a different way?
1: (laughs) Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID, um, and he is not vaccinated. He was under. He gave the Packers the impression that he was vaccinated, but he was. I will give him credit. He said he was immunized. Immunized. He never said he was vaccinated because he had COVID over the summer or spring. uh, And it it apparently didn't matter. So there's a huge difference. If you're vaccinated and you test positive, all you have to do is have negative tests two days in a row and be asymptomatic and you're right back at it. He is out for a minimum of 10 days, which means that he will miss this week. He's not eligible to take that first COVID test until next Saturday. Saturday. Which is a day before their, their next game. So there's a very good chance he will miss two games, even if he's completely asymptomatic.
0: Let me, can I ask you really quick? If he was vaccinated, when could he take the next test? And the reason I'm wondering is
1: he could have taken it tomorrow. Really? He, he could have played this weekend. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, because what I'm thinking is if somebody is showing symptoms of COVID, they're going to obviously test positive, right? Right. If he was showing symptoms, then I can see him calling him out. Like he's not going to be able to make it by the time we get the tests in under the protocol or anything else. Yeah. He's not. They're going to call him out early. But if he's yeah. asymptomatic, being, si- it,
1: being he's- symptomatic does change the protocols on it. Right. Um, it is important to note that he was not the first Packer to test positive. Kirk Bankert, who is their third string quarterback, tested positive. He is also oh, out. Um, he al- he also apparently wasn't vaxxed. They signed. They signed. <laughs> This time Blake Bortles off a golf course today to be the backup for Jordan Love.
0: <laughs> Don, I, I couldn't agree with you more in the chat. That prick couldn't even get COVID before playing the Lions. F Aaron and FTP.
1: <laughs> yeah. So 100%. 100%. What, what, what's, what's going to be the interesting thing to watch out of this is that the Packers clearly did not follow the protocols for having him be unvaccinated they can be subject to some incredibly stiff penalties that includes forfeiture of draft picks and massive fines. The level to which we don't know yet, that it's all speculative mm-hmm. on, on what's going to happen with that. Mm-hmm. Expect them to at least lose a draft pick. How high, I don't know. How much they're going to get fined, I don't know, but that's going to happen to them.
0: They should treat it like an expansion draft and give us the draft pick that the
1: Packers lose. Uh, we, 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 were, we, were, uh, we were briefed on this today. Um, and one of the people that was in in the briefing uh, is not a Packers fan. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll leave it at that. Uh, and he's like, "Can they lose all their draft picks?" And, and the person who was running is was like, "Absolutely, they could. Um, that 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 will be on the table um, if if it turns out that they knowingly violated protocols with multiple situations." Um, it will also look worse if one of the people who is sick, and, and, and again, it's not just Rogers and Bankert. There, there's some staffers too. Um, it, if they actually get like sick and symptomatic, that will make it look worse, and the NFL will absolutely respond to that and clamp down harder. So uh, it, it's something that bears watching going forward. Uh, my understanding, and this is from Dan Campbell, is that every Lions coach is vaccinated. Every Lions player who is there at the opening day, 53 man roster was also vaccinated. I don't know if that's still true or not, but at that point it was. And we have not heard, um, we, we did have guys on COVID that on, on the list that tested positive, but they quickly yeah. got back into it. So yeah.
0: right back at it.
1: Okay. It, it, it's a crazy situation. The line on the Packers game, they're playing the Chiefs this weekend. They went from being one and a half point favorites to nine and a half point underdogs in five minutes.
0: I made uh, I, I set my bets for the week yesterday, and I left that one alone. I wanted I wanted to, and I was I was going to, and I was like, nope, nope, just walk away. That's a dumb one, and it would have been you know it, it was more it was an absolute roll of the dice. But dang it, man, dang it, that yeah. makes me so mad.
1: Yeah, it's uh it it it's it's a, it's a very weird situation. Um, the fact that he. Uh, I don't know how much to put on him. I don't know how much to put on the Packers. This is something that's going to play forward. So we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it again later because uh, he, there's a chance that we'll be re, re, rehashing this next week because he might still be out. Well, they can't cool.
0: work together on a contract, but they certainly can't work together to cheat, allegedly.
1: And, and there, there is, <laughs> if there was any doubt that, there's, that the relationship between them is going to be fractured beyond repair, this is probably the nail in the coffin.
0: Just to cover their own rears. Right. Yeah. I mean, just to yeah. limit their own exposure. This is a great this is a prisoner's dilemma, right? I mean, they are definitely yeah. in a tough spot. That's awesome. I love it.
1: Love it. It's it's not making me sad.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Let's uh we're we're not doing our typical hour and a half today just because we have uh so much other stuff going on with the the St. Jude 24 hours. And uh, we got to save a little bit of it, right? We can't, we can't show you a little leg. We're not going to go the skirt all the way up until Riz has his tutu on. But um, a really quick one to talk about Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get over there anything you want to buy for holidays or whatever else use com and uh, take a little bit out of the profit margin for amazon and put it into hey let's help out the podcast because we were gonna do something over there at amazon anyway we can help these guys out by doing that so amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com all right let's do a quick look ahead to the Steelers this is a team that has been hot and cold a little, a little hotter later than lately colder earlier I um, I, I, I actually haven't looked at who they're playing this week, and I should have as prep for the show, but I didn't. I ran out of time between work and getting ready here.
1: Oh, let me um, look I haven't done my picks call me. I'm actually doing that tonight after we're done here. Let me uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We'll no, kind of um, then I'm, I'm probably going to make sure I watch that game to see what's going on. Hopefully it isn't, you know, one of those games where they get absolutely blown out and embarrassed and they want to come in hot. Uh, but we are going to Hinesfield oh, to play the Lions. They're
1: playing the, the, the Bears uh, on Monday night.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Ah. There Ooh. you go.
1: Um just just as to, as a, a little precursor, they were one and oh. They beat Buffalo in week one. They lost their next three. Um they have won three in a row since then, beating Denver, Seattle, and Cleveland. They've already had their bye week as well. So they are they are four and three, um, and in third place in the AFC North.
0: And what what time do they play? Tell me it's Monday night.
1: They play Monday night, 8.15. Yes.
0: Okay, so that gives us a little, a little help. We got a long week. They got a short one. That'll be good.
1: In fact, that game is in Pittsburgh, as is our game will yeah. also be in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, which I think actually is good. Not that it's easy to win in Pittsburgh, but I do think that this team plays better Run. on the road for whatever reason, yeah. and that's something that we can talk about on Friday.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, That's. that's I think that's absolutely true.
1: All right. We
0: will – uh we will uh, check in on that. The Steelers are coming. We've got that to look at. you got your Amazon. Don't forget YouTube memberships. You can join there. Um, the Patreon is the place to be, though. I'm going to tell you. Uh, we got the Slack chat. and if You guys are missing just some amazing... It's been
1: wild this week. Yeah, it has
0: been spectacular. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You will never get more value for your buck than going there, doing a, w- a monthly donation. Uh, hang out with the Slack chat. We have a Discord. We have all kinds of good stuff going on. And you will definitely... Definitely enjoy yourself and learn something that you never knew before. At
1: some point, you will teach me what a Discord is.
0: Yes, yes, I, maybe on Friday we can do it in front of people while you watch the Matt Flynn game. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast DET Lions podcast. It's the only place to see us pants free and and Riz too at Jeff Riston. Don't forget about him. Follow him. Give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast or call us on the Lions Line at nine two nine three three Lions. It's 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can
1: come into your ear holes automagically.
0: Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on
1: the Detroit Lions
0: Podcast. (laughs) Peanut Gallery. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. (laughs)